Welcome, everyone. This is Gina Jones. Uh, Gina talks books and a little bit of everything else. Um, I'm in the booth today um, coming to you with a cup of coffee before I go to the gym. I'm going to take a cup of coffee. Okay, I'm going to sit this down because knowing me, I will probably spill it. And I probably still will knock it over. And you hear my chair creaking because I am sitting down. So one thing I had to learn when I was narrating that I had to give her this chair. Okay, enough about that. Okay, so I started this podcast some time back and then everybody is like, uh, so what happened? Because we didn't see it. I'm like, that's because I've been busy. Yes, I just released my first audiobook that I produced, narrated, Love Michael. And um, it was really exciting and exhausting and scary. It was, it was surreal. It was always, it was a dream come true for me. And um, I've seen quite a few have gone out. I've got a few reviews on it. And um, it is a heartbreaking story. Um, In the audio, it, it says, based on real life events of the author, some of the stuff is, um, of course, we all will pick and choose things that we know, you know, in our lives to put in our stories. But in this book, um, everything that happens in my young Jill character did happen to me. And the reason why I had to say that is because a lot of people are coming back and giving a bad review because they don't like those things in their romance books. Well, I'm sorry. It's the truth. And I didn't like it either when it was happening to me. So I used it and a little, you know, it goes in the middle and how much of it pertains to me, I would say the bad stuff and the good stuff, um, where I am today in my life. And, you know, finally, the girl finally gets the guy that she's always deserved. Yes. Isn't that sweet? Okay. So uh, enough about that. Um, what else have I been up to? Well, ever since I have finished the production of Love, Michael, I now have gotten back to some of those books that I've been wanting to read and listen to. Um, and I only have a little bit of summer left because I've been stuck in this closet all summer. And uh, yeah, just watching the sun through this window and like, oh, I want to be out there. But I also enjoy being here recording. Okay, what have I been listening to? I finished Dakota Willick's Cadence Untouched and Cadence Defined. I love the book. I love the narrators. Um, And it's been a long time since I have listened to or read a book where I just so rooting for these characters. Fall, you know, I just fell in love with them. And and that's um, that's not easy for me. No, it's not. I mean, I try to get through some books. I'm like, you know, I don't really care if these people get together or not. In fact, they probably should stay away from each other because they're just, oh, uh, no, not this one. I was in it for the long haul. 
I was totally invested in this. Um, you have to read book one first, Cadence Untouched. It is basically, not basically, it is the prologue to the whole story. And um, sometimes as authors, we need to do that because we can't just start writing what we already know in our head because we have to say, well, we want the readers to know this, you know. So, yes, book one, Cadence Untouched, is the prologue to Cadence Define. And in Cadence Untouched, she's a young girl, 18, you know, preparing herself for college. But during the summer, she works at her family's camp called Camp Riley. Well, then comes Fitz and his friend. Um, they show up on a bus, and you can tell by Fitz's demeanor, this is not what he wants to do. His eyes are rolling. And, and true, he doesn't want to be there, but we don't know why he is there. He is um, out of college, and... Um, He's here on, I would say, false pretenses, but we don't find out why to the end of the book. And um, he and Cadence start having these little moments of banter. You know, he's like, hey, sweetheart. And she's like, don't you call me that. But deep down, I, I really think she likes it. She does. But, you know, she's she's not ready for anything. She's got her whole college career ahead of her, what she wants to do. And basically she says, hey, you know, you work for me, so we can't really be, we can't be seeing each other. So Cadence is a bit of a, a loner sometimes. She just, her and her dog, Dahlia, at nighttime, like to sneak away in, in the woods, out by the lake, and just be alone and, um, listen to music and she likes to draw um and then this is where Fitz finds her one night swimming in the moonlight and he starts really uh softening his his view of her and uh and then she goes underwater and he freaks out and thinks that she's drowned so he jumps in there screaming and screaming and screaming and she's just watching him like, what are you doing? He goes, well, I thought you were drowning. And uh, so we think, hmm, you know, she now starts seeing a little change in him. So we go on further and uh, yeah, we get to that point where they really can't deny each other anymore, um, but they still have to really be careful. Um, she doesn't really want anybody to know that she's seeing him and so they're not really seeing each other. They just like to go out at night and have these special moments by the pond or lake or the big body of water. Yes, we'll call it that. And um, they start to talk and learn each other. And she finds out more about his background and why he is the way he is. And I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, when I talk about books, I don't like to give any spoilers. I like to give you that... Well, what is it? What is it? I'm going to tell you. No, you're going to have to get it and listen to it, but it is great. So then there comes the one moment. Um, summer's almost over. She decides that she does, she does love Fitz, and she wants to work something out until she finds out why he's really there. And then he's gone. Boom!
get the book and read it or listen to it. So I was right when I listened to Cadence Define. And what I did was I actually read a few more books in between because I knew there was going to be a time span and I wanted it to feel that way for me. Like, oh my gosh, it's been forever. So I started listening to Cadence Define and um, there was a time span there, uh, a quite substantial one. But now Cadence has a secret and a secret she's been harboring for, let's say, 17 years. And um, she runs a nonprofit organization, Dahlia's Dreamers, um, helping, you know, immigrants to fulfill their dreams. And um, she runs into fits by accident one day when they were jogging. And it was kind of like the perfect moment because he's out there jogging out there by the, you know, like the big Abraham Lincoln Memorial statue. And also he swings his head back. It's like, was that her? And uh, she sees him, too. And so she runs back. She grabs her cell phone, because now we have cell phones. And she calls her friend, Joy, I think it is. And he kind of walks back, and he hears her conversation, because she's like, yeah, um, what's going on? You know, I just, I can't tell him. And so he knows now that there's something that she's not telling him. And so the two strike up a conversation, but um, there are boundaries there. Um, He wants to go for coffee, and she's very hesitant, and she's still hurt over what happened 17 years ago. But she knows there's something she needs to come clean with, but not now. And I think that was a perfect way Dakota wrote this because some people would be like, tell them now, tell him now. It's like, no, no, no. You know, you need to tease us. You need to build it up. You know, let's, uh, you know, let's get some more in that story there. You know, let's, what's going to conflict this whole thing? We want conflict. We want drama. Yeah, because if we don't have that, we don't have a story, you know. So um, now Fitz is in politics and uh, his dad wants him to run for the Senate And the problem is with that is politics, dirty, dirty politics. We all know how they are. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It is this, you know, it's just, um, it's always, it's just a sad thing. And while the other people in life just go on and suffer because nothing ever gets done, let's just put it that way. And um, Fitz's father has been running his life all these years and basically he has been blackmailed by his own father and which is sad but there's a whole story there of why and that's why you really need to read the first book and but the problem is as Cadence and Fitz are trying to rekindle their relationship she's hiding something from him and he is on the opposite side of what she's trying to do Um, so how are we going to work this out? But Fitz has really grown. I mean, his, his character, he's, he's a father now of a son. Um, he went through a bad marriage and he, he wants to put all that behind him and he wants to go on with Cadence because he had never forgot about her. Um, but yet Cadence is still... You know, she's been really reluctant, and she knows there's something she needs to tell him. 
So, we're, you know, we're through the middle of the book, and now the thing that she's been hiding, it's getting very complicated because there are now other people involved. And if she doesn't come clean, it's going to backfire on her. And she's ready to tell him now. However, everything's, oh, there goes my stomach. Everything explodes because, hmm, should I say this? He finds out, and before she has a chance to tell him. Now we have more conflict. Ooh, yes, put that in there. So now we're holding our breath. How's this going to work out? Is it going to? So they kind of go their separate ways, but it's a very, very touching situation you just can't walk away from. And so... They're going to work this out, but then things get even worse. Um, his father, once again, is stepping in and uh, trying to control everything. And uh, the one thing that his father does not want is cadence in his life. So he is going to cause all kinds of problems for this, and he almost succeeds, almost and there's that moment when I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we I've only got 20 minutes left of this book, and it had better turn out. And uh, I'm not going to tell you the end, because um, I just will tell you this. I love the ending, and um, it was the perfect ending for me. And I'm not going to tell you what it is, because you have to listen to it. And I love it. It was wonderful. I love the characters, uh, Lacey, Laurel, Laurel, however she has their last name, uh, narrated as Cadence. And, of course, Zachary Weber was the perfect fits. Um, great job. I don't think she could have picked better narrators for this. And this was the first time I've ever heard Lacey narration. It was, um, she, her voice was kind of unique because it, it had a firmness to it, but yet she could still be sweet and, and girly-like, Have how we picture Cadence being that that innocent girl, but yet, you know, with a backbone. And um, it was just great. You have to listen to it. I uh, really commend Dakota Willick for writing on some touchy subjects, you know, in the whole political world This that we live in now. It's uh, so divided and divisive, and um, she really uh, put it out there to right on this and um and you don't know what's going to happen when you uh, when you say anything political i mean it's just a crazy crazy world and uh i loved it great job clap 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 i will recommend this book i am going to put the links on my author page and uh tell everybody how wonderful it is and they need to get it so great job on that Okay, now um, I want to talk about what I'm doing and now and uh, what, let's see. I don't, Like I said, I only had a little bit of summer left. Um, I've been doing a lot of gardening, and now I'm getting ready to can. 
And uh, I love doing that because you know what I do when I'm doing those things? I'm listening to audiobooks. Yes, like um, I want to mow the yard. I want to mop the floor. I want to can. I want to weed. And my husband's like, oh, wow, she wants to do all this stuff. Like, I'm like, no, be quiet, be quiet. I'm listening to my books, you know, because I have my head things on. And and I get a lot done there. And um, yes, it's wonderful. And I uh, sometimes I don't know if I deserve this wonderful life that I have that my husband's given me. And um he will always be my, my hero, my uh, everything, and it's just been great. And being an author is tough and fun at the same time, and we have to keep ourselves focused and keep our priorities straight and uh, not stay in a closet locked up all day when there's a whole other world going on. I mean, while we're sitting here making up our fictional, wonderful characters, there's a real life outside of us going on. And and I love to always make sure that I have time with my uh, family and my grandkids and not waste away my summers. And um, and try, it's hard sometimes to put in all those things. And that's what we kind of call, you know, your, your benign conflicts. Because there's so many things that you want to do when you can't fit them all in. And it's actually a wonderful problem to have. Um, never am I bored. Never. There's uh, just not enough time of the day. And uh, let's see. Like right now, I have to get to the gym. And because uh, I can't I can't let that go. Because if I just sit and write, I'll put on 10 pounds and lose my tan. And All right. Well, that was it for Gina Talks Books and everything else. Tune in for next time to... What am I going to talk about? And what am I reading? Thanks for joining me.